hi friends and welcome back to my podcast good morning i guess this is exactly i don't know why i always call the time at the beginning of my episode but this is i didn't mean last episode i'm sorry this is exactly 1201 so it's sunday morning oh i've had like a stressful couple of weeks honestly i didn't ex- i didn't see my week my week going this way i didn't see last week going so i didn't see the previous week going this way basically so i'm actually in shock but anyway how are you guys you guys should really write me back i want to know how you guys are doing if everyone is okay everyone is fine so how are you guys doing and take a time to reflect too because this has been a hell of a year and we're in december now there are a lot of things to think about from january to sorry from december to january you know a lot can happen within that time so just you know ask yourself am i fully ready for the holidays because for some people it involves going home to some extended family members who they particularly don't like what are going to get to you know try to get along with and then for some people it's just being in an uncomfortable situation for some people it's expenditures like billing every year <laughs> so it's just different for everyone so just think about it am i going to be how am i going to cope the rest of the year moving to january because january is like 60 days that month doesn't end <sighs> so i'm i'm just basically in this episode we're going to be talking about the year in general and you know what i do at the end of the year usually is like a reflection of everything that happened from january till now and things that could change how i could have approached circumstances differently and you know moving forward what i should generally just do and things i should live by because i think we constantly you know review our work progress and then actively are looking at our work life and you know career growth and etc that we don't really look within like to our reaction to circumstances and how we treated something and i'm going to get into career and work path and all that also but I, I also think your personal life how you reacted to things how you let things upset you how you spoke about things generally and you know your reaction to things is just very very key in your general well-being and happiness moving forward so i think it's something we should really constantly reflect on maybe not every two minutes because that can cause anxiety and you know but like once every six months you know to just reassess and realize that okay have these standards changed do i still hold this view do i you know it's just it's just that encompassed everything within that bubble so i'm going to start with the fact that this year was a scam do you know they, they played us this year they actually played us this year and anyway i won't say what they played us we played ourselves because in all honesty when we entered this lockdown in march with the amount of coronavirus cases world wild sorry worldwide how did we think for even two seconds that this lockdown was only going to be march i mean like now that i think about it i guess we just expected the virus to respect our decisions and plans we had made and arrangements we had and our expectations for the year so that's what a lot of us we just were like no it just has to be one month because i mean how would the whole world be locked down for six months or a complete year so we just couldn't 
grasped the idea that this was what was going to happen even with the rapid spread of the virus we expected it to respect our plans and the reason i think about it is like it's really funny because <laughs> because it's so funny that with everything that was happening with no one coming up with any viable vaccine for the virus in the first six in the first two months research were, were failing no one was coming up with anything reasonable the virus was spreading we still thought that you know it's just going to be three months and i get if everyone felt you know social distancing everyone stayed in their houses the ward your ppe and you know just kept the regulations that were laid down by law and only went out when it was essential and a lot of people didn't hold that many parties we may we may we may we may have actually you know, resumed life as we know it in July. But that's, I really think that was just be fast and a lie to ourselves because <laughs> did we really think that was going to happen? So I just feel we felt maybe this this virus was going to respect our time and our plans and whatever ideology, uh, sorry, and whatever ideas we had in mind and whatever things we planned on establishing this year, we just felt that come on, happened an entire year ago. And it did in fact go. So that's that's that. I it's it's funny and sad at the same time because a lot of dreams were caught this year. So many plans. Like I sometimes I just hear some plans and I just feel really sad for some people. On a podcast I was listening to, we were talking about their friend. This was literally their only year off, and they expected to take it like on a vacation to another country and just be free, be happy because they had spent previous years doing charity work the academics and everything and they just expected this year to be like a year they were just going to take off like a gap year they had graduated so it was gap year between now and their masters and everything but now it has just it was swallowed up by the coronavirus and you know it's just sad and a lot of people lost their loved ones so you know that happened and there's honestly no amount of condolences um outreach or whatever we can say, give or do, that would ameliorate the circumstance. I mean, they lost someone. A part of them is gone. So I, I'm i all for the condolences and the rest of all that and doing that in respect for the dead and the family who has lost someone so they know they're not alone. But at the same time, I, I'm always just so scared to tell because I've been in their shoes. So I'm like, I'm always so scared to tell so, oh, up my condolences. I'm sorry, it's going to be okay. Because it's not going to be fine. Like, I feel like I knew it's not going to be fine. Like, because I, I, I've, like, it's not going to be, from here downhill now, you're just going to continue remembering this person and who they were to you. And then eventually you may find some form of happiness, you know. It's not going to be a raggedy rest of your life. You're going to find some form of happiness. But it's just, it's difficult. It's going to be difficult. It's not going, there's nothing easy about the journey after losing someone that was dear and someone you loved. So that's that's it. So what have I even really been up to? How has this how has this three weeks passed me by? And I'm sorry to everyone who has lost someone. I honestly can't imagine what they're going through. And I really hope that they're able to get past this and you know move move on with their life. You know and at the same time, we just have to recognize that the person is dead, you know, and we would hold them in memory and we would always cherish that person. But we, now we have to move on. We have to go on with the living and just, you know, 
at least not wallowing this so long that we don't when we come out of it we don't even have a life to go back to so that's just that's just my two cents on that so about my three weeks what have i been doing my three weeks <laughs> the people who like i'm a boss who even wants to know what i've been doing my three weeks really so about reflection what we're going to be discussing in today's episode so generally you know what i do at this time of the i have like a book god knows i hope no one ever finds it so it's not a diary but every once in a while i just want to talk about what is happening and maybe things are going on in my life because it's not easy sometimes thoughts are jumbled up in your head because you're thinking about so many things your career your personal growth maybe your love life or one thing or the other thing so if the thought is jumbled up in your head so you cannot discern separate and then address so i think what i do in situations like that is i bring out the topics i say okay these these are the things that are bothering me now and then i just start writing about them and i go into specific detail of like if it's a particular person that is causing me this amount of headache i'm like yes this person this stupid this this stupid bitch is the reason i'm currently here in this situation writing this nonsense down this person annoying me to the level of me doing something i wasn't happy with doing or i didn't appreciate or i wouldn't have done on a normal day so i feel like this person is the cause of me writing this and i write it i go into detail of how i'm angry why i'm angry and sometimes while writing i actually begin to recognize or let's say recognize i begin to realize or identify feelings i didn't even know existed in the first place so i begin to realize that okay this is how i actually feel you know in in the moment sometimes we feel maybe the feeling that we actually think we get is not actually what is or what we're currently feeling in that moment so to i know there was a time i was writing and i realized i wasn't angry i was disappointed so you know that's the situation i wasn't angry with the person but i was actually disappointed with their reaction to that situation so that was that was it for me so it wasn't something of annoyance and i, I may have gone on thinking i was angry and an, an apology may have sufficed meaning in all realities it was a whole different it's like we needed a 360 like a different route to address that situation so i feel writing will give more clarity you could also go to your voice app your notes um sorry your voice notes app or your recording app and then talk like when you're alone you speak to yourself you talk about the issues and then you just rant you vent to yourself and then you may choose to listen to it again or you could just delete the file most times if i do that i just delete the file immediately because i don't want to hear what i said i've just gotten it off my chest i needed to say it aloud sometimes writing isn't sufficient for me so maybe recording may be better for you it's just different according to the person so but in reflection in itself every day i try to, to pick out a particular part of the year and then you know what was the general theme or what was the general feeling during that time i know a lot of things may have happened that during that period but I just try to analyze and just try to, you know, because sometimes a train of events may have been what led you to one particular spark. So I just think about what was the general thing, what was happening during that period that made me have that outburst or not address that situation how I should have. So on the reflection, I feel everyone should do it in the way that is best for them. But I'm just going to walk you through my own process, basically, of how I sit. So I basically sit or I lie down and I'm just thinking. 
I'm not pressing my phone. You could be listening to music. I'm not pressing my phone. I'm just thinking. Sometimes I just, I move to writing. Sometimes, like I said, I move to recording. But it's just, it's a form of reflection. So, things I'd like to be talking about is how we react to situations. And our reaction is very important because in most situations, causation is not what people look at. What they're looking at is the reaction. So, when I say causation, I mean, um, I walked in here. And then I may have stepped on you so badly and just walked past. Like, what I did didn't even mean anything. Like, I didn't just disrespect you, just step on you now and cause you pain. And I just walked past. And then when you react by yelling and be like, didn't you see that you just stepped on me now? And you just brushed it off and just passed. And then everyone is like, oh, why are you raising your voice? You know, maybe he didn't know he stepped on you. But then they forget that they, someone actually caused you pain. And then, yes, they, they target overreacting. But that's just the reality. I feel, you know, yes, they, to a certain level, there is overreacting. But then sometimes it's just reaction because we are all different. So how person B decides to address a situation can never be this. How Hosseini decides to address a situation would never be how Hassanah would address the situation so that's why they are two distinct people they may even be twins but not the same person so that's why i feel when someone addresses a situation it's not overreaction it's just a reaction because a reaction is particular to a person that's just why that's my two cents on that that's why i feel personally so i always pick out those situations like how did i react to this how did i react when someone irritated me how did i react when i was disappointed how did i react when i was angry just those reoccurring feelings that may come up when i was disappointed or when i felt sad or when i felt bad or when i felt someone offended me in one way or the other i always just try to reflect understand the feeling and i pick the most detrimental moment and then the most minute that we must have brushed off but then actually annoyed me so I pick it up and say, why didn't I react? Why didn't I tell this person that, oh, what you did actually did annoy me and it's not okay that we are just going to sweep it under the rug. We actually have to discuss this. So I actually ask myself, why didn't I take that step? Why was my was silence bet, was silence a better option or addressing it? So sometimes silence is actually better than addressing the situation. It's, it's just different for everyone. Even though I feel you should always speak up when something is affecting you, yeah, especially when it's involving a friend or a close partner or something of that nature. You should always speak up when something's affecting you. But at the same time, silence could really be a very good weapon at your disposal. And then to this thing of minding um business, of minding one's business that pays you on this book, please, 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 I don't want to be seeing it everywhere. Mind your business, mind your business. And it's good. Do mind your business. And when I'm talking about minding your business, I always talk about it from like a different perspective. For me, when I'm talking about minding your business... It comes from as when you are happy for someone, not letting that happiness or that excitement you have for someone's achievement or whatever it is get to you so much that you begin to forget your own journey and then focus on what the person is doing. So you should mind your business and stay your own track or stay on your own track. That's the that's the point of view I always come from when I'm talking about minding your business. Because I mean, when you're talking about my generally of not putting your mouth in that people's business and then not making assumptions about other people's lives, I think that should go without saying. I mean, we're all on our own individual race and whatever mistakes that person seems to be making, why should it make you so happy and overjoyed that you discuss it full on and, you know, make it something that's not part of your life? You should really just focus on you. 
So when I'm talking about minding your business in more recent times, I always talk about from, you know, when you're happy, when you're excited for someone, do not get so enveloped in the excitement that you forget your own journey and then you start minding someone else's business. That is, you start thinking of the person's career sets. And it's good to reflect like which i'm talking about and it's good to reflect and be like okay this person handled this better maybe i should adopt this technique adopt this skill but then it's different than doing a complete 360 and then deciding to you know change career paths since maybe person changed career paths and that's what's now working out for them like i've always said coding is not for everybody you may understand the basics or the fundamentals of it which is good for knowledge but then in depth into you know python and the rest of all that coding knowing how to build an app build a website i don't think it's for everyone i don't think it's some it's a skill everyone should have you know because everyone has a different career path everyone has a different calling in you know every in, in every aspect of their life everyone has a different calling of what they're expected or meant to do with themselves if everyone goes into coding i mean who would they not be coding for so that that's just that's that about you know minding your business and and then I would like to talk to um the special group during this lockdown the special police during this lockdown that were always ardent you know in in monitoring people's callbacks and messages I shall wake up in the morning and say hmm the first thing she will do is jump to Twitter and tell you of how Husseini yes me bernard how all of them none of them sent her message or how hosseini will not tell you that the journey is lonely yo now lua day by our side now person with friend never what was that stupid quote i saw one idiot status now person with friends never do this one where they get psycho ah for god's sake for god's sake sometimes we need to and this thing i i think this, this has been said before if I, i'm taking a line from someone else so you went to primary school. You left with no friends. Everybody was fake. You went to secondary school. You left with no friends. Everybody was fake. You are in university. You are still having no friends. Everybody is still being fake. My dear, look within. As the great philosopher Jola Oluwaye said, look within. Because it may be an issue from you. It's not every, like it's the fact that we always divert and we are so willing to never accustom blame to ourselves. It's always someone else. It's literally always, and it's obviously it's natural in humans to do that. It's always someone else. It's always someone, something someone else did or something another person did, and never put blame on ourselves. And then we are always like, oh, they didn't call me. What about you? You didn't call them. Everyone went through something during this lockdown, and everyone was going through a very tough time. So why are you so concerned about who called you, who did not call you? In my personal perspective, if you want to be a person, you know, as your name is Shagari. Be shagari, act like shagari. If the shagari thing to do is to call people, find out how they're doing, even when it's not reciprocated, then do that. If the shagari thing to do is not to call anybody, if since nobody's calling you, then do that and keep quiet about it. Not that you come here every day and make it look like your friends owe you a call, so so do you. You owe them a call too. So looking at their own side of it and not looking at your own faults where you've not called them. It's something you should really look at and ask if yourself, do I have mental illness? Am I okay upstairs? All of a sudden, yes, me wakes up in the morning and she now has an opinion about Aisha wakes up in the morning, she now has an opinion about everything. 
Balogun wakes up in the morning. He's not telling, and all these idiots, all these idiots. And then, and do you know what is even annoying? They start pushing this agenda to other people. That people who have not reached out to you are inconsistent friends or one bad thing or the other thing. So that they only will not pick it up and then start reflecting it in his life. Uncle, that's not how it works. If you want to be bitter and sorrowful and unhappy with your life, do that. Do you? Do you, dear? Don't bring your unhappiness to another person's life. Don't try to push the agenda that everyone's friend is in is you know inconsequential. Friendships are inconsequential and they really don't amount to anything. Your friends will save you in this life. I know there's this adage of people who have you know made it in their careers, whatever perspective it is, and I and I actually agree with that. That maybe strangers would be the ones who would help you the most. But at the same time, build communities. You need your friends. So not every two days you're bringing out scissors. At the end of the year, you're bringing out scissors. Every time you're bringing out scissors, you're doing. This one you're doing that one always over evaluating situations some things are just what they are have you ever thought that this person didn't even give this thing you are fixated on much thoughts you're currently crying about this situation when the person is not even bothered unfettered about the situation and now you're in one corner crying and complaining and then you're giving the person attitude for something they don't even know about We just, we need patience. I just, uh, it's something that cannot be over-exaggerated and cannot be over-put forward. We need patience. We need to be patient with one another. We just need patience. Like, you need to be patient and then follow it up with understanding because we're all just different people trying to get by. And that's something that is very necessary that we need to understand. Even if someone didn't reach out to you because of one thing or you see them posting and it seems like they're happy and they're living the best of their lives, even if they are living the best of their lives and they still didn't reach out to you, that maybe you that is going through something, have you wondered, do they know if you're going through that thing? How are they meant to know? Okay, let me give an instance. I, um, I was having, um, I had called friend A. Let me call the person friend A. Like some weeks prior, to find out how they were doing. But then she didn't pick the call. Like it rang, but the person didn't pick the call. So I didn't even take into account the fact that I called the person with a line that they didn't have. And probably they didn't pick it because they didn't recognize the number. I didn't even take into account that. Weeks later, the person called me and told me that they had undergone like a minor sort. Like we're talking, the person was like, oh, I just forgot them. And, you know, and, all. and I was like, I called you like just like two weeks before, literally. And the person told me they had undergone like a minor surgery and all. And I was like, I didn't even know you were going through this. And see me then wallowing and thinking that, oh, this person is now doing shakara. This person is now putting up a front or one thing or the other thing. You see stupidity. So in that situation, I was actually stupid because I just literally, there were 1,001 other things that could have been. The person was not with their phone. They have a time to call me back later. But what I jumped, the sea, the hill I was willing to die on was stupidity. That the person was forming. So maybe sometimes we need to look within and ask ourselves, why are we so sure that this person is doing this or doing that? Assumptions are very terrible. I won't tell you like all these intellectuals will tell you that it's the lowest form of intelligence. Oh God, you have to assume. That's how this life is. When someone does not give you answers, you have to assume. But at the same time, ask questions before you make assumptions. Ask questions. It's when you ask questions and then they're not giving definite, precise answers, then you make assumptions. So moving on, I guess, I don't know why I spoke so much on that part. It was something that's just, something that was bothering me, really. You know, we just need to be 
more kind and we need to extend kindness to our friends and not just our friends people around you so i want to start a project this is just out to anyone who is listening to this podcast i feel we should be nicer in 2021 so it's not about saying being nice i think what we should do is we should be more conscious or more aware of being about being nice we should be more conscious about it so if you want to be nice i feel what we should do now is assess our opinions on issues how would person be you know what should their assess to okosun how will it affect okosun how will it affect her mental health how will it you know what what impacts with what this person is saying have on this girl and what impact would this girl say what the, what the things this girl say will have on this person generally and then the things we just put out into the world so i think we should just assess our opinions and then ask ourselves like is this does this correlate with the things i hold here with the standards i've upheld for myself does this correlate with being nice you know does this align with my objectives of being a better person moving forward so just this reassessment is very actually it's really 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 necessary you know at every like i said for at every six months or at every two months whenever you have the time just reassess your opinions and the rest of all that so just to make because if you are if you gen if you are being genuine about being nice you have to be conscious about it you have you don't you just you, you don't just you don't just get to say oh let's be nice you know you have to be aware this word i'm looking for i can't remember what the word is huh. But also you have to be present and you have to be active about being nice, you know. So that's just why. And then, this, back to the project I was talking about. I know we're all passing through a tough time and not necessarily not everyone has money to even feed, to cope, to do for themselves. So basically next year is going to be next year. I'm not, I'm not speaking anything into existence. So next year is going to be next year. But I just think... The project I want um the project I want to start is a bit important or something that I hold here a bit. So around you you may notice maybe um the less privileged people who are not opportunity to send their children to school or do one thing or the other thing for their children. Or basically the parents or the children or the, the parents themselves, you know, just try to lend an assisting or a lending hand. This country is already hard assisted. And I get that we should hold the country government to a higher standard. I mean that's what that's the point. That's the concept of having a government. We hold them to a high standard because they have duties and obligations to their citizens' responsibilities. But at the same time, I'm always of the view that this is the situation we are in. We can't necessarily run away from it. We have a nonchalant government in power, and that that is what it is. Until we're able to, you know, strip them of this power and then remove this set of crass and stupid people from power, this is what we're stuck with. So I feel we should just, in the concept of being kind and being nicer to ourselves, that family, it may not be money. It may, when you're cooking that rice, you add an extra mouth and you just give to them so they can eat that night. It may be that daughter who is struggling in school, and then I don't know why people 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 make this thing look like such a bad thing when someone who is poor has a child who is struggling in school. They now make it look as if all oh, this person is poor and doesn't even want to open his head to understand in school. Do you know if that child has dyslexia or that person is having issues comprehending? So like I feel when we're saying be nice, from whatever job you are doing. This is another, you know, part of the project. You could, if you don't have money or something to give, 
you know, materially. I think your time is also very important. Listen to that child. Ask that child, are they having problems with school? If you notice that maybe the child is faltering or they're having issues one place or the other, you could reach out to people who could help them out with their tuition fee. If the tuition fee is not the issue, maybe they don't understand. You could take that like an hour out of your day. You are educated. You know, you understand some concepts. I mean, I think like a basic science textbook should not be that complex for someone who studied um, arts or science or whatever, whatever it may be. And chemistry and physics and whatever, you know, you've left that stage in your life. So I just believe it would be easier for you to pass on the knowledge. So giving like a one like one hour out of your time to be a tutor to that person so the person can fully understand and perform better would go a mile in not wasting their parents' already invested money. You know, so just trying to help that person free of charge, like an hour out of your time, two hours out of your time, just trying to raise the next generation, basically. And then not just, you know, teaching them the books, teach them about their history and why, as because these things are not taught at the, I was, I was going to my cousin's history textbook, I think a week ago, and I was disappointed because they're teaching them history at the primary school level. But then it's nothing, it's, oh, it's still surface level of social studies. It's, there's no difference between the history and the social studies. They're not teaching them any real history that this happened. I don't expect them to give dates. I expect them to teach them in storytelling. That's what I expect at a primary school level. But they're not even doing that. So you could teach them outside of the book. Give them books to read. You know, books help, you know, enhance their IQs and the rest of all that. So, you know, give them books to read. Engage them. And that's just, that's generally the project for me, you know, giving materially or giving your time. I may not be, you may be, for the parents itself, you may be speaking to the parents and asking them, oh, what, what's the future that you see for yourself and your family? You could tell, you could give them investment options. If you, you know, if you know any bright ones or any good ones, you give them investment options and tell them, oh, look, you could invest your money. If you save enough money from this shop or from this thing you're doing, you could get enough money to do this and do this and do that. And even if they don't have a shop or they don't have anything, you could, you know, reach out to someone who can help. Sometimes it may not be in within your power, but reaching out to someone who can help, just putting it out there. Like I said, Twitter is a very Twitter. I've not said, I've not said it. Before. Don't mind me. I'm saying like I said, like I've said it before. <laughs> I've not said it before. Twitter is a huge community. So I believe if you lay it out and say that, oh, this one is looking for this, that, and that. And I know there's this thing that we call, what, what do my friend call it? Something fatigue. Compassion. Is it compassion fatigue? Or something like that, basically. When people basically over-contribute money for, you know, go fund me and helping people. But then this is, like I said, this is a situation of things. So we can't afford to just alienate this. These people are going through a lot of things. So in any little way we can, I believe we should help one another. So if it's putting me out online and saying, oh, look at this family. The wife needs something to do. The husband needs something to do. Whatever it is in your shop, you can work from there. You give him investment opportunities from, you know, from like things he can do to enhance his income. Let him be earning pass. Passive income is not only for the rich there. Me too, I feel like they make passive income. It's not, is it, will I die in the poverty? Oh. So, passive income is for everyone, so you can educate them. And I know it's going to be difficult for people who are illiterate. It's going to be difficult to pass on this knowledge and sensitize and let them understand. It's from this, it's these little things that are going to cause, it's the butterfly effect. So, it's just these little things that are going to amp up and then reflect in the 2023 election. When we are kinder, when we are nicer to one another, these people see a reason for unity. When we break these tribalistic barriers and then come forward and then Ade is helping Tobe, 
Tobe is helping Balogun. Balogun is helping Aisha too. Aisha too is helping Yasmin, who has decided to help Kachin Guru, who has decided to help Gunguru, who has decided to help David, who David will now go and help another person. So it's just like that. When we are now, you know, together, when there's a union, when there's a bond, when we realize that we've broken down these barriers that were put before our time or even during that time, where we can all uniformly and unitedly come together and then have one voice and assist one another they would see a reason why it's not such a bad idea to vote an evil person into the presidency they'll see an idea why your person shouldn't be voted into the president because they would see it as oh we are reaching a level where we are now communal and then we understand with one another and i believe this person can go there and still hold my interest at heart and not just that of his tribe that's like i've said before my two cents on the issue <laughs> so to just round it up and summarize next year this is a very coiny and overused advice but next year be you and to go deeper into it when i'm saying be you ask yourself what would i do in this situation not what would muhammad do not what would david do not what would adekunle do not what would bayo do not what would Yasmin, do not what Shagari do, not what would Abdulhamid do, not what would whatever the name may be, do. Ask yourself this question, what would I do as I'm placed in this situation or in this circumstance? Do not let people affect your perspective to the level that you begin to conform to their own standards. Set strict standard for, not strict, okay, there should be room for leniency. I mean, when they are wrong so that you can, you know, adapt and change. But then set standards for yourself and then tell yourself that this is who I am, you know. And next year, I'm not going to be maintaining energy. I'm just going to be I'm not going to be maintaining energy with anyone. If you decide to keep faith for me or treat me however it is, I would remain Naza. I wouldn't I wouldn't degrade you because you've decided to treat me in a certain way, because you decided to me in an inhumane manner. You decided to, you know, call me all sorts of names when I'm passing on the road or say one thing or the other thing to me. I would not I would not indulge you. I would still see you in the morning. I've decided to be who I am. I am someone who sees people randomly, senior, junior, whatever it is to me, I greet. So even if you want to be spiteful, even if you want to make more care of me, I would look at you and I would greet you. Instead of maintaining the energy of walking past, you know, stiffly and frowning my face, I'm going to, I'm going to be fully and, you know, unapologetically me next year. That's what, I've, that's what I've resigned to become. I'm going to, I'm not going to maintain energy. I'm not going to, you know, hold it in my heart that, oh, this person did this thing to me. I have to retaliate. I'm going to ask myself, what is the next possible step? What is the next plausible step for someone like me? For me. And then I'm going to take it. Because it's individual. It's not, it's, this is not a group project. This life, everybody gets their own, this thing. And yes, in so they like rain. It go fall for everybody roof. So eventually it's going to reach everyone. So just, we should just treat things different, you know, as how we would treat them. Not how someone else would attack the issues. The insult will eventually reach you. So how do you plan on, you know, treating it? How do you plan on treating circumstances? And I know there is this trend of everyone trying to maintain energy. But then what difference does it make you from... Per- well, how, how are you different from Balogun? That's the question. How are you different from Balogun? Because Balogun has decided to be spiteful and treat you in an inordinate way. 
and what you decided to do was to reciprocate his energy and then treat him in the similar manner so what's what's different between you and but everyone is maintaining energy so what's different between you and balogun so don't try don't don't let people change who you are don't let people's misgivings and insecurities and what don't let them change who you are if who you are is someone who will try to talk it out and try to understand with the person if you are someone who is not going to raise your voice at the person and you call them names and do all that then don't feel the need to do that because the person has brought that to the table don't feel the need to do that remain you and i promise you it may not feel like it in that moment but on the long run you would have created a culture of who you are and if who you are is someone that you tick off you know it's not good to always tick off and get so angry and then yell 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 but if you feel you're someone who needs to constantly create boundaries and try to make people understand that this is who that this is how things are done you know, if you're someone who is strict about certain things then be that person be strict about your views be strict about what you want to do at the same time, creating leeway for things to change. You know, that's something personal. But then make it known to people that, oh, this, this, this I'm not taking opinions on. This I'm not taking opinions on. Don't let people, you know, sway you into saying, oh, this is my opinion. Oh, this is what I think about this. Tell them that, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to be taking opinions on this topic. And that's that about that. And if you're someone who feels that you need communal opinions, like you need everyone to give an opinion on a topic, then don't feel shy. Don't let people make you feel like you lack independent thought because you have not been able to come up with a solution or a resolution of your own. It's completely fine that you need other people. Don't let people make you feel shy or ashamed that you need others to survive. I mean, that's how we are all coping in this life. We would break down without one another. So it's good to get opinion from other people. And I believe, honestly, this virus doesn't seem like it's going everywhere. So we should just adapt. Think about adaptation. Adaptation is individual. For me, adaptation next year is planning how I'm going to swerve around school without getting the virus from someone that is going to come back. Adaptation for me is going to prepare myself for the fire brigade i'm about to do upon resumption because of this school i need i hate nigerian educational system that's just an aside so the gymnastics i'm going to do when i resume of reading 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 so i'm thinking of how i'm going to adapt to next year how is next year looking like for me from here i can start making you know like a regular like a weather forecaster i can start making predictions at this point so nothing is set in stone, like I said. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to project anything into next year. I just want I want next year to be with good vibes and I want it to be a good year. So I'm going to work on that on my own end. And whatever result comes out of it, I'm going to be happy with it. Let's learn how to, you know, let's <laughs> let's normalize being okay with the results we get. So good luck and God's peace. And I really hope everyone does their own personal reflection before the next year so we can properly prepare ourselves for a new year. Please do subscribe. I notice that I'm not see- I'm not seeing no- I'm not seeing enough notifications and that's that's an issue for me. That's an issue for me. So you do really need to subscribe. And thank you for reaching the end of the podcast. I will be seeing you next week. Yes, I would be seeing you next week. So if you're tired of my voice, prepare to hear again. Goodbye and Godspeed.